TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. See a lot of what he was saying at the end there. I mean, it, it's, it, it's accurate where it's like everybody's heard it. Chief yes. Kingdom, like it falls on deaf ears in Kingdom. Not necessarily, I'm not saying in the locker room or anything, but right. uh, when the process has been the same for the entire season and the results haven't been there, um, yeah, I get why anybody listening to that is like, okay, yeah, whatever, whatever. Like, that's where I'm at. It's like, all right, got it. Can you do it against Cincinnati? Otherwise, it's the same process. And look, it's the, the personnel is the personnel. So all, I mean, that that's why it's frustrating because there's a lack of out, from the outside belief that they can fix it because they've had months to fix it. It's the same grouping of personnel. Why suddenly is this week of practice going to be the one where it clicks? I I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. prove it. Right. right at this point of the season, you have to prove it. And and to me, I hear Patrick Mahomes and he says the right things. He sure. always does. And he obviously he's the most competitive guy we know. Maybe someone needs to wake up that you know can't say that on the radio. That guy that uh-huh. is in the famous Netflix clip. <laughs> Maybe something will wake him up like that. But here's the way I look at it from an outside perspective. Some students are B students. No matter what they do, you're never going to be an A student. And there are some players on this team that don't have a talent. So if they're doing the best they can, maybe this is the best iteration of themselves. Because if not, why haven't you fixed it? It's week 17, man. If you're going to fix it, it should have already been fixed by now. And that's why a lot – I mean, understandably so. There's – People have jumped off the the bandwagon. You know what's crazy? I will say what is not since we're at Hollywood Casino and we're inside of the sportsbook and their newly remodeled sportsbook grand opening today at five o'clock. And we'll continue to tell you about the the unbelievable setup that we got here and that you guys can have and everybody can have in Kansas City at the only sportsbook. They still have like the fourth or fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl. That's what's like, <laughs> it's like crazy. I'm not telling. I'm not telling you to go bet him to win the Super Bowl. But I'm, my point is just like that's a value that's what's, bet. <laughs> that's what's crazy though is like in, you know it's there's still be, some belief out there. Maybe it's more about not believing in other teams. And the AFC, I still think, is wide open. Um, wow, do I think the Chiefs are, are that team? Uh, they would have to show us something they have not shown this year. You're banking on stuff from the past. That's the problem. Nothing from this year's team tells you that they're going to win three in a row uh, and get to a Super Bowl. The defense is why I think they can win a playoff game. Like Even if the offense is strong, I think they can win a playoff game. But are, are they going to rattle off multiple in a row? I, I just I just don't see it. And they're also banged up. We heard from Andy Reid prior to that, Rob. Uh, Andy said that Pacheco, as we all expected, still in concussion protocol. Today's already a Wednesday. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I would be sure pretty surprised can. if he's playing. Legereus Sneed, that's worrisome. Strained calf. Jalen Watson is sick, so hopefully that'll clear up. And then Donovan Smith still dealing with a neck stinger based on how Andy said it. Doesn't sound like he's playing this week. It looks like it'll be more Wani Morris. And I'm actually fine with that. He's got to, I mean, the, the, the guys that are veterans have to step on the old line. I uh, step on the old line. I understand Wani Morris is going to have some growing pains. It's the other guys that have to, to step up. So that, that one I'm not as concerned about necessarily. But when you're just looking at, you know, how, how banged up the team is going Tony, strained hip, not expected to practice uh, today either. And when, I, when I'm looking at the 
situation with the team in the wide receiver room, and I, and I said it earlier, I thought that when Kadarius Tony was out that that would lead to more opportunities for other guys. You heard Patrick Mahomes' answer about MVS. Guy's getting 61 snaps, one target. And he said, hey, i got to do a better job getting the football. I think that he'll never say it, but I think that comes down to trust, where it's like, I trust this guy to make the play for me. And I, by the way, who can blame him right now? Yeah, I mean, you can see it in the way that he plays when he's talking about drifting back and, and leaving the pocket that – there is distrust there between Mahomes and his receivers. And uh, opponents know that. We heard the Raiders talk all week. Oh, we're not worried about the deep shots. We just got to stop Patrick Mahomes. We're not worried about their receivers. And they called it perfectly. And yeah, who was, the, who was the corner that everybody was playing the clip of last Friday or Thursday? Uh, and it was the Raiders corner. And he's like, basically, if we stop the magician, yeah. right? Basically, like, yeah. I, I'm paraphrasing. Something like, if we stop the magician, then we stop everything. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, <laughs> He's the one with the pick six. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, was that, him? that was him? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they, they had the uh, magician <laughs> script, if you will. But going back to your odds for the Chiefs, it's Mahomes. The Mahomes factor is still there. I mean, let's face it. He's the best quarterback in the league right now. And maybe he doesn't have everything he needs, but he's going to do his damn just to make sure that he puts him on his back when the time comes. We've seen him do it. So I think that's why they're still in the odds where they are. Yeah, Kansas City, again, has to uh, could clinch the AFC West with a win. It's that simple. There's other tie-breaking scenarios, but the simple one, much like last week, just beat the Cincinnati Bengals where the Chiefs are seven, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Have to keep an eye on injury status, uh, getting closer to game day. But that's the latest from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And I, I know whether it's social media, whether it's just on – this show, we've brought up Matt Nagy. We've brought up Eric Bieniemy in D.C. Where do you stand on this? Because I, I still think if we're going to talk about offensive coordinator, it's not as simple as some people are trying to make it, where it's like, hey, plug in EB, take out Matt Nagy, all will be fixed. And I feel like people are oversimplifying. I disagree that that would be the case. I think there's elements. I think if Eric Bieniemy was here, would, would some of the stuff that was happening early in the season, penalty-wise uh, penalty or just lining up improperly, I think some of that uh, would, would be corrected. But MVS isn't suddenly catching the balls. Right. Uh, Sky Moore is not suddenly beating man-to-man coverage. Whether it's Matt Nagy, EB, the, whoever you consider the greatest offensive coordinator in NFL history, I don't think it matters. So I, I think there's criticism for Matt Nagy, sure. To me, getting the play called in on time falls on him. He's involved in game plan. But this is Andy Reid's offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, like I was saying earlier, with the talent level. I mean, this is what they got. They don't have a true number one wide receiver, and, and it's very hard. On your offense, when you don't have a guy who can take the top off and the defense has to worry about in the secondary because they can play up close now. They can play tighter coverage. The guys aren't getting separation, and when they do, they don't catch the ball. So I don't know that Eric Bieniemy or Houdini or <laughs> Albert Einstein or anybody else could fix that. At some point, it just comes down to talent, and the Chiefs are, let's face it, less talented this year in the receiving core than they were last year. And now with the O-line struggles, the, the running game's gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's the, like for a while you felt like, okay, maybe they can run the ball a little bit. They can kind of do what Buffalo started to do, you know, utilize their, their running back, James Cook, and kind of switch and go, you know, re, re, not to reinvent the wheel, but certainly alter, you know, West Coast offense and all that. And I, I just, the offense, right now what the offensive line just did, you just added a new problem uh, to the mix. It's not just the wide receivers. We mentioned Pacheco was a concussion protocol. I actually think still out of that game, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was one of the best, if not the best, offensive player in that game. He was fine. I mean, <laughs> Clyde will probably be used a lot in this game. And that, that's, he's been rested. He's handled his situation very well. We heard from him a couple of weeks ago about everything that he went through this season. And I think when he gets his opportunity, he'll be ready. He's shown that previously. But the Chiefs, 
really, man, they need to just basically take a page from Tom Brady, play the dink and dunk. That's what you've got. But unfortunately for them to sustain seven, eight, nine, ten play drives, you got to do it without penalties, and they haven't shown that they've been able to consistently do that all season long. So I think that's the issue for them, and, and teams know that. They're saying, all right, the Chiefs are going to beat us. It's not going to be on one play, a 60-yard pass to Tyreek Hill. You're going to have to put plays together without penalizing yourself, without turning the ball over, and they haven't done it. What's extra challenging this year is, like last year I think there was a point in time where they were willing to dink and dunk and go on these 13-play drives. They One, they didn't have the penalties, as you mentioned, but also this year because of the lack of respect, frankly, for any of the wide receivers uh, and how they're just doubling Kelsey. Like they're all just, The defenses are all just cheating up because mm-hmm. you're not – one, right now you're not protecting your quarterback, but then also you're not – like nobody's worried about Rasheed Rice or MVS or anybody going deep. Why should they? And so they can just cheat, cheat. So even the dink and dunk isn't there. And that's why Mahomes, I still think, was running for his life. And he admitted like, hey, you know, when things are breaking down, you revert to old tendencies sure. and habits like anything in life. Yeah. Uh, and that's – you know, he's drifting back in the pocket again. This is why it all reminded me a little bit of that Tampa Bay Super Bowl game, just, just running around trying to make anything crazy happen and, and be Superman out there, which he has done plenty of times. But – not not with this group. Not going to happen with this group. I don't I don't think so either. Uh, some of the workers here just wheeled in an ATM that's right just for next you. to us on yeah. a dolly. I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. <laughs> Inside of uh, the, the sports book here <laughs> at Hollywood Casino, broadcasting live till 2 o'clock, and then I'll be back on the air tonight uh, for that betting show from 7 to 8 p.m. It opens up to the public here. The brand-new, newly remodeled sports book opens up at 5 o'clock, and if you're thinking about coming out watching some bowl games, there's four today. The first one actually starts in 45 minutes. Are we going to bet that game? Uh, we, next break, we'd have to do it. All right. uh, even if you can't make your way into the newly uh, remodeled sportsbook yet till five. There's still kiosks out front and counter and all that, mm-hmm. so you can oh, get yeah. that in. Don't forget, they got a great promotion going on today to maybe win some free bets. Pin Play members who place a minimum wager of $25 or multiple cash wagers that total $25 on one bet slip over at the sportsbook counter or kiosk, and then check in over with promotions from three to seven fifty. Will be enrolled in the promotion, and at eight o'clock tonight, up to fifteen winners will be drawn and will have a chance to win one hundred dollars in Pin Sports Play. You're not required to be present to win, but if you are, then uh, around 8 o'clock and you get called, you'll win an additional $100. So winners will be notified by phone if you are not present. And what's the, what's the line on the Tulane uh, game Virginia here? Virginia Tech, Tulane. Uh, v- Vatek is a 11.5 point yeah. favorite over Tulane. I had to expand the screen. Yeah, we didn't. We need some, some readers for I you today. I left my readers in the truck, man. You didn't, didn't think that on the radio you were going to have to actually read anything. I don't no, blame I you. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> even at nighttime in my real job when I read it, sometimes I don't even do that right. So... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know. That's a lot of points. Tulane likes to score. I don't know. Maybe during the next uh, break we'll yeah. make a wait. Do you still think, though, for everything we, we've discussed today already, the, the biggest issue is still overall like the turnovers just because I still think that I thought that was the one thing that was correctable like, out of everything. Sure. So, like, that was the one thing. The Chiefs haven't played a game without a turnover in a month. They have two games without any turnovers this entire year, just two. And they have nine games with two or more. I mean, that, that was the one thing in October – and obviously it was incorrect, but like I thought, okay, that if there's any area to improve, they can cut back on turnovers to give them a better chance to play. No, no, it's been it's been just as problematic. It has with the penalties, but if you look at the turnovers in the games they've lost, those turnovers have directly equated oh, timing, yeah. to a loss. I mean, the, the timing of them is exactly right. It, awful. The the Tony miss and the pick against the Lions, and then seven seconds, <laughs> two touchdowns in seven seconds, seven seconds, just the turnovers, the timing. Really bad. This team is not good enough to overcome those issues like they have been in the past. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's been clear. I, I think throughout this particular season, someone says, "What happened to Tommy Townsend?" As well, uh, 
I mean, you talk about the throw, or you just talk about his punting going down? I don't know. I mean, right now everything's just kind of the throw was fantastic. The throw was the best throw of the game from but a Chiefs he, quarterback. Sorry, it was. He did uh, put out a Christmas duck there, but you know that happens sometimes. Yeah, I mean that's far down the list of my complaints. Yes, I'm not. I'm and not Harrison Bucker missed what his second kick of the season. Not worried. Now that about one was devastating because if you think about how the game ended at the end. If they yeah, <laughs> if they would have had no. the field goal, it plays out a little bit differently. Um, but that. That was, we're talking about complaints way down the list. Not to mention, because of all the offensive issues, I still don't think we've talked enough about uh, this this defense that continues no matter who's in, who's out with some injuries. Again, LeJarrius Sneed dealing with a uh, calf injury right now. Uh, th- this defense continues to shut down every single team's number one receiver. I mean, they shut down all the receivers this past week because the Raiders didn't want to throw the football. <laughs> but this week, and they still won the like, game. I know God. that's that just makes that that makes it. That just makes it even more infuriating. Yeah, knowing. isn't it weird that we're still talking about the offense even though the defense is the star of this team? And that's where you know a lot of people will say uh, you know, they're wasting this year of Mahomes' prime and all that. And there's some truth to that. This I, might be the best defense I, That's what they're have. wasting to me. To me, they're not wasting Mahomes. Uh, they're, they're wasting the fact that Mahomes might have the best defense he'll ever have. Mm-hmm. He does right now, but he might, it might be still the best they ever have. And because the offense has struggled the way it has – it hasn't equated to the results that you would expect. If I told you preseason, oh, by the way, the defense is going to be top five, you would have said, oh, they're, they're number one seed. They're going to roll through. They're going to win 15 it's games. It's never that easy, but the they, Bowl, they yeah. made it look that easy, though, over the years, right? That's why the bar is so so different for this football team. But, yeah, defensively, I mean, that that is the the one thing where you feel like they have, in the postseason, still an opportunity just because the, the defense is going to give them a shot. Agreed. And looking forward to next year, you got to believe that Veach is going to fix this. Every time there's an overwhelming, glaring issue with a group or yeah. an area, he's fixed it. He, obviously, after the Tampa game and the Super Bowl, he fixed the O-line, the drafts they made in the secondary, all those young guys. So i got to believe in my mind, and maybe we'll never know, that the Chiefs were probably pretty close to getting a receiver. It just fell through at the last minute. The one everybody brings up is DeAndre Hopkins, of course, right? And, and what's weird is it's not even just hindsight is twenty twenty. There were plenty of people that thought they needed to go do it back in June we all July. Knew that. We all knew that you coming know? out of training camp. Look, they, they completely missed. They, Brett Veach, coaching staff, personnel, front office, all of it. Like They misevaluated what they thought MVS could still be. They misevaluated the development of Sky Moore, clearly. Uh, they obviously hit on Rasheed Rice. That's great. That's good yeah. for long term. But you're paid to get it right. Like that's why you know Pete and I were talking earlier about you know they you know they they thought they had these guys in place. True, I don't doubt that. I mean they were sending out reports to James Palmer or whatever basically uh, to say that Tony's their number one wide receiver and all right. that. I mean that clearly came from inside the Chiefs organization. That was what they believed. They missed. They swung and missed on that, and, and they failed at that. And that's like. That's okay to acknowledge. Like it, it's, you were paid to get it right. Now they've made plenty of other moves that were great. Rasheed Rice draft pick. Uh, obviously, defensively, you, we mentioned how good the defense is. They had to build that through free agency, even smaller signings. What we thought were smaller signings, and and Mike Edwards and Charles Amenehu. Those have been great additions to the team, obviously. But man, you're paid to get it right, and you got it wrong entirely at the wide receiver spot, and maybe at right tackle. Although I want to see what. Juwan Taylor looks like to start next season because they're stuck with him, by the way. There's no getting out of that next year. I wonder, you and I are at training camp. You, obviously, there are a lot more than me doing the show every day, but did you see Kadarius Tony, the number one receiver during your well, time that, at training? But remember, camp? that was the thing we didn't get to see him. Yeah, right. He remember he, he uh, got hurt. The, the hurt. That, that's day what before. I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't see it no. either because it wasn't there. So <laughs> yeah. I wonder where this came from. Yeah, I mean, well, that report was coming out before camp. That was an OTA mini camp. Oh no, he's he's our number one. They didn't say that in a press conference setting, but that was leaked out to James Palmer. It's not a shot at James Palmer, but that, that's who was reporting it. He clearly got information. And then, yeah, the, the on that punt return, he 
tweaked his knee and that set him back. But here's the thing: like, do we think even if he was healthy all training camp, like from what I've seen, a lot of it's mental errors too. He's from got Tony. the yips. Yeah. Like I mean, I that watch, was like I see golf up there, and I just think that he has the yips right now when it comes to well, do multiple, catching a ball. Do multiple people on the team. I mean, it has to affect your – I know you can say things at the podium, but there's no way you are as confident today if you're Patrick Mahomes as you were three no. months ago in MVS or any of these other wide receivers. That's just human nature. I mean, nor should you. I don't blame him at all. How right. could you? Oh, 100%. Like if you got stood up uh, on a date and the girl called you next time, you'd be a little nervous that it's going to happen again. Oh, we're, by the way, that's yeah, that's that's over if that happens. I don't care who you are. If it's a, if it's a first date. Now, if we've gone on, if we've gone on like three, four dates, and then it happens to be that fourth date, it's truly a mistake. That's different. We've already gone on multiple dates. That one you get a redo. But if it's the first date, you get one shot. By the way, that's what you should hold me to as well. If you're someone out there, right? Yeah. Like, just it's rude. Do you disagree? No, I agree 100 <laughs> percent with you. I was just trying to make a parallel. Yeah, I like it. Rob Collins from Fox 4 Sports <laughs> Director hanging out with me till 1 o'clock. Then uh, the boss man, Stephen Spector, going to join me for the 1 o'clock hour as we're hanging out at the Sportsbook inside of Hollywood Casino, the grand opening of the newly remodeled Sportsbook happening today at 5 o'clock. And it will be the place, and is the only place, as a matter of fact, to watch sports and bet on sports at the same time in a sportsbook setting in the Kansas City area. Up next, I want to get right back to what's going on in Denver. More developments there involving Russell Wilson and what his future could be. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. B. Back here on Cody and Gold, Alex Gold with you. I got Rob Collins from Fox 4 hanging out with me till 1 o'clock. We're live out at Hollywood Casino inside of the Sportsbook, the grand opening of their newly remodeled Sportsbook happening today and officially open to the public at 5 o'clock this evening. And uh, it's been fun already just to see the, the, the setup here. We had our, our, uh, our boss stop by who's going to be on at 1 o'clock, or my boss, not your boss, Rob, my boss stopped by at 1 o'clock. And he I didn't was know already, if I was in trouble yeah, yeah, already. Yeah, you're, you're already kicked off the air. Nothing that's but what, a good that's, time that's just what happened. turned into a bad time. Uh, and he's, I think, just, just hanging out. There's leather recliners in here. There's a huge TV wall, uh, and it's going to be a fantastic place to be to watch all your bowl games today and obviously heading into NFL weekend. Don't forget, too, the national championships just a couple weeks know, away. Too, even the college football semifinals coming up next week uh, on top of that. This will be another great spot to watch that. We, we were discussing during the break, though, the Brock Purdy MVP situation because before that Monday night game against the Ravens, Brock Purdy was the favorite, and there was uh, a ticket that was out there. There's a website called Prop Swap. Now, you can only do it, I think, in Vegas, but basically if you have a ticket in hand, mm-hmm. which you do, and I'm going to find out what you just bet yeah. in a second, you can actually go on that site and sell it. It's like in a marketplace. Sure. And so somebody had from a bet in July – uh, a bet that would have won $200,000, could win still, I guess, $200,000 uh, on Brock Purdy. Remember, he was minus 200 or whatever heading yeah. into the game. Well, he was a favorite. Yep. And that individual sold the Brock Purdy ticket, I think, on that Thursday or Friday before. So great decision because yes. now we know Brock Purdy's like 6-1, to one, if What did he sell worse. it for? 120 And what did he put in? Uh, I think it was – well, it was twenty to one. Well, it was twenty to one. So uh, 
a heck of a return. Yeah, either way, twenty thousand maybe or yeah. something like that, right? Okay. So, so think about that. Imagine if you're the guy that buy low, bought, sell high, man. Guy that bought the ticket though, got to be sick to your stomach. Yes. I saw a quote from him because somebody, somebody interviewed him, and he's basically like, "Oh, I still have faith that he can win." I'm like, you're lying to yourself. Yeah, like that's that. not gonna happen. It's not like no. that's devastating. But I think it's cool that you can sell your ticket. Like if you had a futures ticket, something for an entire season, mm-hmm. and it's worth a lot in value, and you have an opportunity to go sell it to somebody else. But we we asked, we posed that question. Last Wednesday on that betting show, like, what would you do if you? Because at that point, the guy hadn't sold the ticket. Like, man, you could sell the ticket and still bet again on Purdy. Like, you could sell, you make, could hedge, yeah, sell it for 120k and then put another 30k on Brock Purdy. Sure. It, this was before the game happened. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's just what's crazy about the the betting markets and all that. But you during the break went over to the sportsbook counter here at Hollywood Casino and put in a bet. What do we got? Well, I put in a twenty five dollar bet because I heard your promotion. That's right. That I could probably win two hundred later right. tonight. Yes. If I'm still here. Maybe or maybe not. Depends on how it goes after we get off the air, if your boss is watching or not. <laughs> but uh, Tulane, Virginia Tech's first game kicks off in uh, 30 minutes. I just took the points because it's early. Just the points. It's an early game. Tulane plus 11 and a half. Okay. Early Tulane's g- got a new uh, new coach, right? Their coach left, I believe, to yep. Houston, if I'm not mistaken. Got to see who the, the starting quarterback situation is there for Vodtech. I'm just banking on it because it's an early game, and sometimes the early bowl games just start out slow. It is. So. Boca Raton, right? We just, or is that what we discovered? Or no, we said it earlier. I can't remember where the bowl is actually taking place because it will be at 2 o'clock Eastern time. But it's still an earlier an earlier bowl game in particular. So, okay, you're on you're on Tulane plus the 11.5. I guess during the next break I, I still would have like five minutes to go make a, a, a wager on these uh, on these bowl games that happen or the next one that's going to start. It's a military bowl. 4.30 is the next one. So Military bowl, I wonder where that's at. Military Bowl. Where the heck is this one at? Maryland makes sense. Annapolis. Sure. That clearly makes a lot of sense. Okay. Well, good luck, man. Good luck on the bet. Thanks. (laughs) I'm sure it won't be the last one today. Someone's asking, does it open to the public again at 3 or at 5? 5 o'clock it's open to the public. Now, you can still make bets, like now. You can go to the sportsbook counter. There's kiosks out there. Um, three o'clock is when the promotion starts, where you check in with promotions yes. to get uh, an opportunity to be entered to win pin play uh, later on tonight. But the actual new remodeled sports book that we're inside of mm-hmm. that will not open until yeah. five o'clock. It's behind the curtain, like in the yeah. Wizard of Oz. That's you, right. You can't see who's pulling the strings yeah. in here. They got, they got people watching. Your boss is here, so we know who's pulling the strings. That's, right. but That's exactly. It's right. fantastic setup, man. I'm just looking around. There's TVs everywhere. People listening, most folks have been to a Vegas sports book. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you've probably been to. Harrah's or Caesars or MGM or Mandalay Bay or whatever. It looks very, very similar. And the cool couches over there, I sat in those earlier. They're very nice. Plush. Might be where you're taking a nap. I have a gap in between my next show, so that might be a good spot. There's worse places to be. Also, I will point this out. This is a big plus for me. Non-smoking in this area. Too. Yes, me too. Non-smoking in this area. So if you're we trying in, to watch a game and yes. not feel like you're going to reek of cigarette smoke. Well, that's the thing. When we went to the game for the Vegas game, the Raiders, I mean, I know they're doing their best with the filtered air, but if you're a non-smoker oh, Vegas, and you walk yeah. in, it's like walking into a cloud, man. Yeah, so this Ooh. whole area is non-smoking, so you don't have to worry about that. If you're hanging out all Sunday, you're not going to come back home smelling like an ashtray <laughs> or anything like that. I got Rob Collins from Fox 4 hanging out with me. I mentioned before the break, though, a lot of news out of Denver today. It's really interesting to see yeah. where this thing could end up. And it seems like we kind of know where it's going to end. But multiple reports now that the Broncos are, in fact, benching Russell Wilson for the final two games. So this gives them financial flexibility. Basically what it does is the Broncos are on the hook for $39 million, no matter what, guaranteed next year. That's, right. That is money they cannot walk away from. However... If they kept him 
into 2024, that would mean $37 million more vest for 2025. So they're trying to just like cut their losses while they can. Hey, Looks like we're gonna we're gonna have to. Yeah, I mean, they, basically, if they actually cut him, his deal will have cost the Broncos 124 million for two years. When again, as you and I pointed out, he was already under contract for those years at the time. The trade, 51 million and a 73 million dollar raise is what they gave him, and the picks. Again, they could have. Just traded for him. People be critical of the trade, but financially they wouldn't be in this mess. No matter what, Russell Wilson will be on the books next year for $39 million. That's why I think Jared Sinema might be the starting quarterback next year for the Denver Broncos. He may be coming They're not going to sign a veteran. They don't have any money for that. Yeah, unless you know they get a, a Joe Flacco guy off the couch to uh, <laughs> kind of mentor him a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, we knew from the jump when they gave him the money when they didn't have to that that was going to be a big mistake. And it's panned out that way. What's weird that like now he's actually playing better than he was a year ago, but not good enough to be on the books for again a two you know hundred twenty four million dollars over two years, which is what he's going to cost them, and already under contract prior to that. And, and you give him a seventy three million dollar raise. That's the biggest issue. But Sean Payton, like I do you do you think if the Broncos would have beat the Patriots, so they would have still really been alive in the playoff hunt? If they would have beat the Patriots instead of losing like they did. They probably don't do this because that's then you're basically saying like, what well, you're giving up on the season, and that would have been a whole different story. I yeah, think. probably would have came out after if they would have still been in the playoff. But that tells me that basically Sean Payton doesn't, I don't want to say like, but doesn't think that well, Russell Wilson has the skills to run his offense. Yeah, I mean the offense has been still very very disappointing. I mean, they have some talent mediocre. on the wide receiver court. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy's been. You know, it's about a player that gets hyped up that that is really, really disappointing in general. Like, Corlett Sutton backs it up for the most part. Jerry Judy gets talked up like he's a, le- a legit receiver in this league, and he really hasn't done that much this year if you take a look at some of the numbers. Remember, he was before the Chiefs played him. Everybody thought they were going to trade him, and then they right. beat the Chiefs, and then they get hot, and all for nothing. All it did is cost them uh, some draft picks. Yeah. They don't want Russ to get hurt. That's why they're not going to play him these final couple weeks. At least we don't have to worry about that in Chiefs' kingdom. Franchise quarterback is here to stay for a long time. Yeah, the bar is just a little bit different. The <laughs> yeah, bar's, I know. Uh, bar's a little bit different. Uh, Out of all the things we can <laughs> complain about and, you know, the Chiefs' of success over the past couple of years, that's one that, thing you don't have to worry about. Whenever we find out how this story ends this year, whether it's a first-round playoff loss, a loss or otherwise, it'll be interesting because there'll be a conversation like, will this end up being the worst year in the Patrick Mahomes' time starting at quarterback? Like, right now it is pacing to be that. Sure. But it, that would be fascinating to see, like, Fortunately, he's been healthy this year, knock on wood. But I think there's a lot of people that would probably still answer that this will end up being the worst year. That's a lot of faith, by the way, in, in, in Brett Veach rebuilding this thing on the offensive side because it kind of is a little bit of a rebuild on offense happening in the offseason. It has to. It's not just the wide receivers. Yeah, they have to, and, and Veach has shown the propensity to – I mean, he hasn't had that many misses. He's had a few, yes. But for the most part, what he's done over the past couple of seasons has been fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I think – the answer a lot of people would give is say, no, this, you're hoping that this is the worst, right? Oh, a team that's going to probably still win 10 or 11 games, going to host a playoff game. If that's the worst that we get, by the way, that's great. Yeah, you'll it's take just you're it. judged on a different bar and I mean, scale. I get it, but like, that's still incredible. Yeah, take away the last six years and then remember what it was like. So these are like first-world complaint problems. But like, that's the bar that they have set yeah, Oh, yeah, and so it should be that, I They're going to hold them. To that standard, then the fans should be able to hold them to that standard. 100%. Yeah, absolutely, that has to be the case. All right, let's get to it, the random question of the day. Oh, boy. Random question. 
No, I'm letting you off easy on this one. I, oh, you are? Nothing, I, this was more related to the holidays, and you're married with kids and all that, and how the uh, – when, when did the, the decorations go up, and are they already taken down? Do you guys let them ride for a oh, couple no, weeks? Oh, no, no. My wife puts up uh, Christmas the weekend after Thanksgiving. Okay. And there's a lot. I think we have four trees up in the house and everything – you know, above the mantle and all that good stuff, and she loves it, and I'm fine with it. Doesn't matter to me one single bit. We've uh, we've talked about it a few times. It's like, hey, if that's something that somebody like, why, what's the big deal? What's the big deal if they want if they want the stuff up? Who cares? Doesn't bother me. I like the nativity being up. It's nice. Do you? So how long will it stay up? You said uh, until she takes it down. What's this? So is that like it could be a month? Could be. Really? Yeah. Whenever she's ready to take it down, she'll take it and down. And you don't care. I do that's not probably, care. There's other things to worry about. That's not the one thing to argue about. No. God, no. I think uh, it was our boss that at one point had posted like around Halloween and stuff that there was a lot of decorations that were up early already in, uh, in, in his house. I'll have to ask him the same question. 913-586-7610. The uh, Jay Southland Toast Service text line, uh, as far as holidays and, and Christmas and decorations in particular, um, what – What's the, uh, I guess, the, the verdict in your particular household when it comes to some of that stuff? There's a lot of people, too, though. Like, if you're, if you're off of work still this week and plenty of people are still off of work, mm-hmm. like, you're probably just being, being a little lazy doing some other stuff. Yeah, I'll probably, I think there's a day coming up, maybe Thursday, if I remember what uh, Joe Lauria told me last <laughs> night would be a good day. I'll go outside and take the Christmas lights down, put the inside stuff. I don't care. How do you own lights? We have, a, like, a few. Okay. Not, not, no Griswold-like, you know, just a couple, like a wreath with some lights around the door, tree. Just basic, classy, just classy look. Basic stuff. But, yeah, shoot, leave it up for, I don't know. If it's down by Easter, great. If it's not, <laughs> well, we still have the nativity. Is, up, there so a certain, perfect. <laughs> is there a certain point in time where you're like, just leave it up? Like, if it, get, if it ever went to, like, June, would you just be like, well, might as well just leave it up? I'll tell you what, when I was a kid, uh, I lived with my grandparents my senior year of high school, and I put up their Christmas lights on their house outside all the way around, Mm -hmm. and they never took them down. So it's like a shopping center that leaves them up the whole time. They never took them down, A, because I left. I only lived there a year. I went to college. Uh, but they never took them down, (laughs) so they're still up. And this is Texas, man. You got Christmas lights up all year long. (laughs) I mean, look, I've never had to do it, but that seems like a pain in the ass to put up lights anyway. Well, they wouldn't be able to. I mean, well, that, back for, then they couldn't have taken them down. They would have had to hire somebody, or else I would have just done it on the weekend. But, you know, whatever. I don't care. The house is festive. It's all good. What about you? Do you have any decorations up in the apartment? No, no. I don't <laughs> even put up anything. No, there's not. They're, like, my apartment, uh, Cody and, and Drew have been there before. It's got some sports memorabilia, and that's about it. Like, there's, you walk in, there's not much on the walls, Rob. There's yeah. not a whole lot going on on the walls. There's, like, a... There's a pa- panoramic of Kaufman. There's a Are you on a one-year contract? <laughs> uh, well, technically, year to year, yeah. Te- technically, on the uh, on the the apartment itself, yeah. If you're talking about the apartment, yeah. yeah. So you know why? Why? Uh, I just never like. I just don't. I'm not gonna hang up a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like I photos. Like what am I? I don't have kids. What am I? What photos am I hanging? I'm not gonna hang up photos of myself. You and the dog? Like that'd be weird. Be fantastic. I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's weird enough already. We had like a statue of we made those three D figures. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about those. it with you. Yeah. Like it's weird enough. Like Cody had had mine for a while. I finally got it back, but and it's actually on where did he hide it? Was he like elf I think it was on a, a shelf bo- in it or we something? We joked that it was on his nightstand, but I think oh boy. I think uh, <laughs> I think it was in his uh, basement or something in I a box. You. But now it's on the shelf where right next to like all my other bobbleheads that I would okay. have. Gotcha. And it's, but, it, again, that has to be removed. You were mentioning dating earlier. Yeah. Like, that has to be removed. True. That would be really weird if somebody walked in and they saw just a, 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 a figurine of out. me. Well, of me. One of them is me. Uh, that would be cool, though. That would really? be a conversation See, piece, man. Well, definitely a conversation. But I th- wouldn't you be freaked out? Uh, I don't know. 
It might be kind of interesting. Some but, yeah, I don't like putting stuff on my walls. Like the kids, especially my daughter, wants to hang something up. I just I don't like holes in the walls. Like they I got stuff now, though, that you don't, like. You can kind of, without damaging the wall, you know, they got Yeah, some. we can do that. But, you know, sometimes they do it, like, when I'm not there. I'm like, well, I mismeasured, so there's four holes. I'm like, come on. Next time I'll help you. I'll get the leveler <laughs> out, and we'll do this thing right. Just, just wait. But, yeah, I have a bunch of stuff, man, over, you know, being – TV, this is the 30th year. I have at least 20 bins in our sub-basement of just bobbleheads, memorabilia, but I don't have a place to put it if up. You need a place, Cody, go garage sale in the spring if you want to offload, got a lot of stuff, you offload a few things. There's a bunch. We're, we're open for that in the, in the springtime as well. Bunch in there. Uh, someone just says they're at work board, leave every holiday decoration up so they're always ready, never have to take it down. Like also, it. they said the highways are all dead. Yeah, with the weather and it's still a holiday week, I'm not surprised that uh, it's a little bit slower out there, but uh, we encourage you to come on out to the brand new sports book here at Hollywood Casino, opening up at five o'clock today. I did want to talk about the Raiders briefly. We know what they just did to the Chiefs, but Antonio Pierce was asked about his future, and he said, "My resume is on the grass." Right, mm-hmm. referencing what he's been able to do, and it's awfully impressive, especially an organization that in the past has chosen not to hire the interim head coach. Normally, I'm usually anti-hire interim coach because I just I think you make a mistake a lot of times. The locker room loves the interim guy because it's fresh, it's new. And then I, I don't know if hiring the the guy that the locker room loves is always great. Now, don't hire Josh McDaniels either, but like that's always tricky for me. We saw a play with Romeo Cornell here in yes. Kansas City. That didn't work out no. very well whatsoever. But in the Raiders' situation, I wonder if they actually do it because they passed on Rich, uh, Rick Basaccia or whatever, the special teams coach, a couple years ago when they made uh, mm-hmm. uh, the playoffs, right? And they end up hiring McDaniels, which was a, a Gruden, and then McDaniels, which was a disaster. Do you think Antonio Pierce gets the Raiders gig? Would you? Would you? If you're the Raiders, would you want to hire him? I think so. I think the the continuity he's built over the last couple of weeks, and you mentioned he is a players guy, but he's getting results out of those guys. I mean, you beat the Chiefs on their field when they have a chance to win the division and basically put you to rest. That says a lot, but you never know with that owner, man. Who knows what Mark <laughs> Davis is going to do? I mean, we know he also is a little compared to other NFL owners, cash strapped. Yes. That's not going to cost you as much as another no. coaching hire. I mean, there's reports that Ben Johnson, who's the OC He'll be the for the Lions, man. that he might be asking fifteen for $15 million a year because he knows his value, right? He's He is the hot, young offensive coordinator that everybody's going to want to hire. Well, you know the Chargers ain't paying that. Dean Spanos is cheap. I don't, they should. They should, but, but I don't know I if don't he's think willing. they will. Well, then we, all, then we get into the Belichick stuff. Where is he going to end up? There's still part of me that wonders after all this discussion that if he just ends up staying. Like, after all this, everybody assumed it was an automatic thing that he's gone. He's got one year left on his deal, is right? That, is that right? I believe okay. so. Yeah, I just – there's going to be, what, eight openings, nine yeah. openings. We already know the Chargers and Raiders are open, Carolina. Mm-hmm. Chicago's going to open up. Washington. uh, Washington's going to open yeah. up. We found out the Jets are not moving on from Robert Sala. But in, in the Chiefs division, you're going to once again have – well, you have two openings, and you're going to have either an interim head coach that gets hired in one spot or – Belichick, Ben Johnson. If you can, if you can keep Ben Johnson out of the AFC West, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, Belichick too. I mean, I know that when I was telling my Harold about this, Harold Coons at Fox Four, I said Belichick would be a great fit for the Chargers. I think. You think? I think. But are they giving him GM control? Like, no. I I would do it if he did not get. See, GM that's control. the question: is if you is he willing to do that, or does he just go to Washington where they'll probably give him everything he wants? Yeah, potentially. With their new owners there? Yeah, yeah we're going to have a fresh start but out just there. Think of what Belichick could do with that defense, and then if they could get whatever, who their OC is going to be. situation. I, I, the Justin Herbert part is what's attractive. You already have your guy. You already have your quarterback mm-hmm. versus 
in in DC, you got to you have you have a top five pick and you got a lot of money, but you got to go find that guy. Mm-hmm. Get the quarterback in place. A lot of things falls. Oh, that's the right everything. way. So look, look at Houston. Yeah, I think D'Amico Ryan's done a great job, but C.J. Stroud was was a guy that not people didn't think he could have success, but not to the level that he's already had. I know he's dealing with a concussion right now, but that that's the biggest surprise. That's why D'Amico Ryan's and uh, Kevin Stefanski should be the two front runners for for coach of the year. Yeah, Stefanski. I mean, what they've done. You look at the Browns. You're like Joe Flacco. Last couple of weeks, they. You been told on me fire, something man. earlier, though. You said you think that like the, the clock is going to strike midnight I, on Flacco. I do. I like think before the postseason or in the postseason? In the postseason. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it will. I mean, you talk about the interim head coaches. You you know when a team fires a coach, it's usually good to bet on the team with the new coach because they have a pretty good winning track record. But I want to see what Flacco does against a really good defense, and we'll find that out Thursday because they're playing the Jets. Yeah, do the Jets now that now that they like for sure is done, done in New York, and, and everybody's like, the coaches are, I just wonder, like, what kind of effort you're going to get from the, the Jets. I mean, now you're two weeks away from vacation. Before there was, like, the hope Aaron Rodgers was trying to put out there that he was going to return. Like, that's all, the door has completely been shut on that. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to come to a crashing end pretty soon. Well, I hope it's against Kansas City. <laughs> it might be. I if they it's... get him in the first round, if it works out that way. I mean, who would you pick? If you could pick who you want to play in the first round, who would it be? Out of the current playoff teams? Yeah. Probably still the Indianapolis Colts out of the group. Colts. Not the Bills. Cleveland's defense is the like, – it's Joe Flacco, but he's playing at a high level. Like, right before, the joke is, oh, you, anytime I'll play Joe Flacco. But if he's playing at this level, you don't want to play Joe Flacco with that defense. The True. Colts, I feel like, are more likely to just fall flat. Gardner Minshew could just have a terrible, terrible game. Yeah, but it's the Colts who bring back bad memories. Yeah, but aren't we done, aren't we done with that? Didn't the Chiefs, <laughs> like, so. exercise those demons I a couple years so, ago? Man. I feel like at some point we've got to be done with the, the concern that, oh, it's the Indianapolis Colts and you don't want to see them in the postseason. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Colts would be fine. Maybe if – I think the Browns would be fine as well. Despite their defense, I think the Chiefs could handle Joe Flacco. He's not mobile, man. Yeah, the two uh, the two head coaches with the the highest winning percentage for the Raiders over the past twenty five years are both interim coaches. By the way, think about that. Wow, Basaccia fifty eight percent and uh, Antonio Pierce fifty seven. So as far as the the coach hires and all that, saw that come across the other day as well. He's Rob Collins from Fox Four. We're gonna let him go sweat a bet out here as uh, oh, there's he's no got, sweat. He's got some some money on I'm a bull get game. Two hundred bucks later tonight. That's <laughs> just because I placed this. <laughs> That's bet. true. Yeah, the the pin play contest is is going on again. Plus, if I you're... check my pin account and I have some some freebies there in go. there. You're you're a regular here, <laughs> Rob Collins, a regular out of Hollywood <laughs> Casino. But no, pin play members who place a minimum wager or multiple cash wagers that total twenty five dollars on one bet slip, you just got to go to the sportsbook counter or kiosk and check in starting at three o'clock. And at eight p.m. tonight, up to fifteen winners are going to be drawn and will win one hundred dollars in pin sports play. You do not have to be present to win, but if you are, you'll get an additional $100 in pin sports Perfect. play. Thanks for coming in, man. I appreciate it. Hey, man, I appreciate it. you having me. This has been great. All right, coming up next, Steven Spector. He wanted Ooh. to talk to me a little bit today boss, about something man. he's been saying for months and months and months about this Chiefs football team. That's next right here on Cody and Gold. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 